Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastors Live helps you learn to juggle. Pray, go. Oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, yeah, You're interrupting yeah. me, Dave. Lord, go before okay, us in Christ's yeah. name. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. You're listening to the top-rated, number one absolute best podcast. Well, according to Pastor Dave and the other three listeners, this is Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. Hello, and thank you for tuning into Pastors Live this week. You know, sometimes the pastors need to take a break, which is the case this week. So we have produced a Best of Pastors Live for the first week of 2023. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Hello, <laughs> hello. At, you know, Tim's pointing me like, and we want you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it is a wonderful Tuesday. We hope that you are having a wonderful day today, and we encourage you to stop by Greenhouse Coffee, 2299 E17th Street here in Idaho Falls. Um, let them know you heard about it on Pastors Live at therev.fm uh, is how you can get a hold of us, but let them know you heard about it at on Pastors Live. And now on uh, Pastors Live at therev.fm is how you send us comments, questions, uh, crazy ideas, everything else like that. But uh, did you guys know that today is National uh, Fruitcake Day? Did you guys know that today is National Fruitcake Day? I didn't know we had a National Fruitcake Day. I, I, I didn't know I, this either. I, I, I didn't. I, I don't know about you guys, but anybody anybody fans of yes, fruitcake? Yes, but not what you're thinking of. My mom makes fruitcake. She makes this cherry yumminess at Christmas and uh, I, I I thought fruit cake there's, there's really only one fruit cake. It, well, it's, it's just it, been, been passed around uh, yeah, for years. Yeah, it's the same fruit cake that yeah, it's just yeah, there's only ever been one fruit cake ever made. Yes. It weighs about 14 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It. And it's it's so dense that, you know, it draws gravity. It has, you know, it's like it, it has its own gravitational pull. Uh so the yeah, today's National Fruit Cake Day. Do you like fruit cake? Lori, do you like fruit cake? Well, okay, so what you're talking about, that isn't my thing, but I like what I call fruitcake. Okay, a fruity cake Which that's is fluffy. my mom's yummy. Your mom's fruitcake. Dave, do you like fruitcake? Uh that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's okay. Hey, Paul, do you, do you like fruitcake? <laughs> Not particularly. Yeah, you know, so Tim? That would be a no for me. Okay, Gary, do you like fruitcake? No, thanks. Uh, me neither. I don't like fruitcake. <laughs> so, so, why don't anybody, so why does anybody make them, and why do we have a day for fruitcake? Well, no, you understand, every company that makes fruitcake has been out of business since the 1930s. Remember this. That's right. It's, it's that same, same fruitcake. Yeah, we've been, re, we've been re-gifting here. fruitcake for a long time. Hey, let us know. Do you like fruitcake, and why? And if you don't, and why not? Pastors Live at therev.fm, uh, let us know. Uh, in our readings today, we're going through our Truth For You daily readings. We're moving on. We're in Revelation 18. We're in Psalm 30, 29 through 31, Psalm 146, and Second Chronicles 8. We hope that you're joining us in our Bible readings. And uh, yesterday, we were talking with uh, Paul and Tim about the books they've written, uh, No More Delay, uh, that Tim has written, and Traveling Through the Gospels that Paul's written, which is one of those things to help you stay in the Word and be in the Word and help understand 
understand the word if you're going through Revelation or uh, Daniel as well. And so we're always blessed to uh, do that and to be in the word with people. And what did you say, Dave? If Kevin McAllister can get to church, so can you. Is that's that, right. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, right. That's, that's right. Everybody can get to church. If that little eight-year-old snot can make it to church, so can you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And hey, we've got some wonderful people in the studio. I'm going to introduce everybody real quick. Lori Orr is hello, here today. Hello, hello. Uh, and then uh, Pastor Dave is here and, today. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, when, when Lori Orr is in the studio, our, our ratings go through the roof. People, like, they call their friends, turn on Pastor's Live, Lori's in the house. Ha ha. True story. True story. I'm not sure what the correlation is, because I've noticed when Lori's in the studio, you're behaved a lot better. So is it because you're behaved, or is it because Lori's here? It's because you and Paul are in the studio, and I can't get a word in edgewise. Oh! <laughs> well, and we do have Pastor Paul's here today. Hello. Uh, we got Pastor Tim here today, and of course we've got Gary Austin, the voice of the valley. Hey uh, we have Mr. and Mrs. Spud, uh, our wonderful uh, binary family over here with their little ones, Bud. Uh, and so, and, yes. and of course you're Pastor Ty. I'm Pastor Ty, and yesterday we were talking about some things. Dave, you want to pick it up? Lori was well, talking I, I about do, speaking in your own voice. If, if people People don't know, uh, Tim Rupp, who's in studio, has a program here on Rev Radio called Dog Watch. Who let the dogs out? Right? <laughs> oh, sorry. And, and, sorry. <laughs> it's just me and you, so Tim. So much for just Lori controlling this place. Yep. <laughs> See? You shouldn't, have said, you shouldn't have said something. So, uh, Tim, your program, Dog Watch, is, is specifically for cops, but it's not just for cops. Like, That's people correct. who appreciate... Yeah. Uh, People who appreciate law enforcement, who support law enforcement, I love the show. But tell us when it's on. It's it's so Gary started putting it on about what Gary about a month or so ago. Yeah, he started putting it on uh, yeah. Wednesdays, Wednesdays at noon. At noon. So yeah. it's Wednesdays at noon, and it's also on uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning at is it two a.m. two a.m. two a.m. Yeah. So it's on there. That's why I call it dog. The reason why it's called Dog Watch has go. nothing to do with the song. <laughs> Well, right the now, football team. Right now, right now in my mind, I'm trying to do a mashup between Bad Boys and Who Let the Dogs Out. Exactly. I'm just like I'm trying to make that <laughs> right. work in my mind. So, <laughs> well, let's let's keep that in your mind <laughs> and not out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People who know know. Better, so better it's like, than out. Yeah, that's right. Like, and, and going back to Dave's more serious question. Yes, yes, it, it is. So. I'm I'm a retired police officer, and I go through a lot of I, when I when we talk about things, we talk about a lot of the struggles that police officers go through as police officers and their families and their children. But it's applicable to everyone, right? Because a lot of the struggles that police officers, it's the same thing. They're just human beings That's like right. you and I are. So we go through that. We have we have a lot of fun. Uh, they, yeah, they put uh, they Gary put their bulletproof vest on one arm at a time, just like you and me. There you go. Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. That was that was really good. So Tim, twenty four years, San Antonio PD. Right, right. And yep. you were a homicide detective. Yeah, I was. I was a patrol officer for about eight or nine years. Uh, worked homicide three or four years, and I made sergeant. Went back to patrol. Worked sex crimes. Uh, yeah, I did did a lot of things on the. Police. And there's a reason I'm talking to Tim this way right now because that's your voice. Yeah. And your commentary yesterday. Uh, Lori was talking about your new commentary. In fact, both your commentaries, your Daniel commentary and your Revelation commentary. Um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with your Luke Horn trilogy, and that's a fictional work and all right. of that. Uh, but even your homiletic book, which I love, doesn't read the way these commentaries read because it's more, um, if I can say it, it's like a textbook for homiletics. Right. More academic, yeah. The, yes, these are not. 
And Lori made the comment yesterday, oh, when I read this book, I hear you speak. And this is how you speak. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But when you do your first person sermons, which I also love, you don't talk like this. You have a completely different voice because you're doing first person. Right. And it's a different. And so I love that. And I and I I you're a well read, well edu- high you know higher educated man, and obviously more so than me. I can't speak the words too good right now. But anyhow, <laughs> um, but your your voices change depending on what you're what you're communicating, and I love that. But when we're just rapping, like we're just sitting around the office or just sitting in the studio talking, this is your voice, mm-hmm. and your Daniel commentary and your Revelation commentary sound just like this. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. I tried, yeah. to, I tried to get across that. I'm a simple man. I try to just explain it simply. So, I don't know how simple you are. You're you're a very educated mm-hmm. man, but... Yeah, but yeah, it comes... You're, you're very approachable. Yeah, it comes across well. But yeah. I, I think that this would, you know, we're talking about it's it's good for study if somebody is sharing, and I agree with that. But I think it's also approachable yep. by the average Christian who says, hey, I want to understand the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation better, and I'm a little concerned because maybe I'm not going to be able to grasp the concepts. And this, I feel like it gives you the meat, but it also puts it on the puts it on that lower shelf, brings it right to the table so that you can enjoy it and understand it. Well, Pastor Chuck used to say, put the, put the cookies, put the, put the, put the, put the, put the, Put the cookie jar never in the said that. Wow. I've listened to Chuck for years. He never, never said, said that. that. No. <laughs> Whatever that was, it's put the, Chuck didn't say yeah, it. It's put the cookie jar where the kids can get it. That's, That's what I right. meant to yeah. say. Put the cookie jar where the kids can That's get it. I'm right. trying to say cookie and kids at the same time, and it came out as... Put, put the cookie kids down on the shelf. Yeah, put the cookie kids down on the shelf. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so awful. That's terrible. And Paul, Lori made a similar observation about your new uh, devotional book that it sounds like Paul. And I, I read your stuff every morning, and and you and I are buddies. And mm-hmm. the four of us, you know, Ty and Lori and you and I and your wife, uh, we, we all went to Israel together. And you talk differently than you sometimes do in the pulpit. Not always, but sometimes when you're in the pulpit. And we talked about this. Pulpit the other voice. day you and I were, we spent a few hours together, and we're like, yeah, you got to fight the pulpit voice. <laughs> but your book sounds like you. I try to make yeah. it that way. I, 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 I try to keep it smaller, simpler words. Every once in a while, the Greek or the the Greek comes out of the Hebrew words that Jesus spoke. And yeah, when it's important, because it it's gives important. you yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it changes the complexity, the understanding of what they're saying. But trying to keep it in typical layman terms that anyone can understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, let me ask you guys. I don't, I don't mean to take over the program. I kind of did, but I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. So it's okay. Three, it's been a long week. I'm there's good. three pastors here, but we're all we're all teachers. Gary's a teacher. He teaches every day on Rev Radio. Lori is not only a teacher in the schools, but Lori teaches uh, women's ministry and other opportunities that she has. And you guys did uh, single adults for so long. And and as a pastor's wife, she she's just a teacher. But then there's four of us that are quote unquote pastors. How do you, um, how do you handle pulpit voice? Like when you're in the pulpit, Ty, right? You and I've right. talked about this a million times. Right. You, you, well, you've got to fight getting into the. Well, hello there. I'm in the pulpit now. Let me give you my pulpit voice from just being who you are. Uh, well, I think I think for me, I saw some really bad examples of that. Um, I would see people try to be other people, 
and mm-hmm. um, and, and you, you, you know that Dave years ago there was a, a horrible experience that I went through um, and uh, I Pastor Chuck I very rarely did people say oh you know Pastor Chuck said to me I had one conversation in my life with Pastor Chuck outside of like with Lori or something at a, a building um, dedication or something but but he called and he I, I, he said how you doing I said I'm not good because of the situation that was going on he says well you know you're teaching tonight I said I said yes sir he says well here's here's what you do T- teach the Bible simply and be yourself now I wasn't I hadn't tried to be myself yet the one thing I right. wanted to not be was myself because I would see these great teachers and um, you know, and like, hey, do I need to have, have heart? To emulate them. Yeah, do right? I need to? Yeah. yeah, do I need to have heart S's? You know, can my, you know, do I need to speak like Raul Reese? Do I need to speak Nobody like Xavier Reese? You know, I always love it too because I, I still to this day, whenever he says, uh, Joe, man, I want you to put it in the margarine of your Bible, and I'm like, what is a margarine? I don't have a margarine in my Bible. Um, you know, but you know, you hear Xavier, his brother, and he sounds like me but uh you you know do i did i do i want to sound like chuck do i want to sound like jeff johnson do i want to sound like david rosales do i want to like who do i want to sound like and at that moment i felt like i had been set free to sound like ty yeah and be who i am now uh because i've done youth ministry and i still do it i i don't mind using a voice every once in a while to break character to be to try and draw people in i want to I want to be a good orator, but I want to be myself. And so if, if like we're in a room right now, like this, the voice I'm talking with you right now is the same voice I'm going to use out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be that. I think one of the things that helped me is using voices when I taught actually um, helped me a little bit because it helps me to remember who I am because it, it keeps me grounded in who I am. Okay, that's not me. Now come back to who I am. But Gail Irwin was a huge help for me. Um, as a young teacher to find a pulpit voice because I didn't find a pulpit voice. I found pulpit voices because he was like, he was like that. And the pulpit voice is my own. Yeah. It's not, because I remember I was part of an assembly of God church for a while where uh, the pastor would get up and as soon as he got up behind the pulpit, he had a lisp. He'd get behind the pulpit and he'd start lisping yeah. and he'd start saying, he'd start talking and and he 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 start getting southern, and he lisp it while he's southern. Like, what and are you, so, what so, are you exactly yeah. trying to appropriate here? <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to do? And and so he be, had this different voice behind oh, a pulpit, yeah. and and so you talk to him one on one. It was different, and to just be ourselves because I don't know what happens, but I know young teachers will have the switch that flips. It's like you can be having a one on one with them backstage or uh, you know down on the floor, and then they get up behind the pulpit, and you're like, who's that? Who? <laughs> Who is that? And why do I no longer? And that's the worst part is most people don't connect with the pulpit voice. Right. They can't connect with it relationally. And that's always really hard. Huh? It's not them. It's not them. And and we need, and we need to find our own voice. And it's been, it's it's funny, Ty, when, um, before I met you and, and Lori, um, I was on staff at Calvary Chapel, Bellflower, Hosanna, and, uh, K wave, Radio, the was, wave of was living fair, water, the wave of living water, That's right. 106.3 <laughs> FM, yeah, Southern California, and it was fairly new. And um, a couple of the gals came in uh, at Hosanna and said, Dave, have you have you listened to K Wave yet? And I said, Ah, oh, man, I can't, I can only get it in my car, I can't get it in this in, in my office because we were in Bellflower. And uh, they said, Well, have you heard that guy at 9 30? And I said, I guys, I'm in my office, I haven't heard anybody. 
oh, there's a guy on the radio. You sound just like him. And I said, really? And they're, yeah, his name's John something. I said, okay. I didn't know anything about it. So then Sylvia, about a week later, she says, hey, have you have you heard that guy at 930 on K-Wave? And I said, no, honey, I'm, I, I can't get it in my office. And she said, he sounds just like you which is funny. So she had reversed it. The, the other people are like, you sound just like him. And Sylvie's like, he sounds just like you. I said, who is it? She, uh, some guy up in Oregon named John Corson. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, I'll listen. So the next day I went out of my office, went out into my little Toyota Silica and turned on K-Wave and listened to John for about 15 minutes. And I thought, that guy doesn't sound a thing like me. So I went home and told Sylvie, I said, you're crazy. That guy doesn't sound like me. She goes, no, he has your laugh. I said, no, you're kidding. No. So I listened to him again the next day. I didn't hear it, but all of a sudden, John was becoming very popular in Southern California. And everybody was like, So you're trying to sound like John Corson? I'm like, I don't even know who John Corson is. I've never met the guy. I've listened to maybe 15 minutes of his teaching. Trust me. I don't know if he's trying to sound like me. I'm not trying to sound like him. We don't know each other. I don't know the guy. Anyway, of course, ultimately, I ended up working for John for a few years. But it was funny because then when I got sent out from the Applegate, there were people who came to our church in Albany and left. Like they'd come one time and leave and say, oh, that guy's trying to sound like John Corson. I'm like, I, I've worked for John for three years, but I'm not trying to sound like anybody. But then the funny thing, John and I used to joke around a lot about we grew up in the same exact church, just in two different towns. And he and I both were very influenced by certain pastors and teachers. And we were both like, we do kind of carry that influence mm-hmm. and so you grew up in your faith listening to Dave Rosales Chuck Smith John Corson Jeff Johnson so obviously right. you would have those influences and oh, Gail yeah. Irwin oh yeah and I think for me and, and it was it was it was fun for me because Gail uh when he came up he would visit he really invested I remember we had a great time so um, as the kind of the administrative pastor, and I don't know why we got this privilege, Lori, but J- Josh was really young, and we took Gail out. To, it was Lori, myself, Gail, and Josh, and of course we're at Butterburst in Pocatello, right? Of, of course. course, yeah. And so, uh, and Josh back is, then there was no other restaurant. Yeah, there was no other restaurant. <laughs> and so, so Josh is screaming bloody murder, and we're embarrassed, right? And Gail was just, he was so sweet. He goes, oh, he's just practicing. He's just he's just That's practicing funny. talking. That's he was funny. so grandfatherly about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he was so great. But it was great to be able to talk to him about teaching because he was saying, "Look, you need to get in front of the mirror. You need to use faces. You need to express with your whole body. You are a communicative machine. It's everything about you. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's not just your voice. It's your inflection. It's your eyebrows. It's your mouth. It's." Everything, and he said, except for your hair, because you're not going to have any. But, uh, you know, but he said, it's everything about you is how which you communicate. About. Yeah, which he understood he about, knew. you know, and he knew where I was going. He could see it. You know, it was it was, it was, it was on the horizon. So, yeah. so can I share so, this letter with you that we just got? Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure. quick about it. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's from our, our new friend down in, down in Blackfoot, and uh, her name is Angelina. Now, listen to this. Hey, everything, we're, everything we're talking about. Now, listen right? to this. Dear pastors, I love your Bible study. It gives me clarity on the Bible, and I appreciate it so much. I am blind. And when I was like in fourth grade, I got my first Braille Bible. Oh. I still have it. It was King James, and I do still read it. Just wanted to say thank you for your show or program. Uh, ask you if you could uh, do something special for Gary for me. See, on Friday, 
I made it seven months free from a 29-year addiction to cutting. Wow. 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 Uh, I heard Riley Clemens on your station and contacted Gary to thank him, and he was very kind to say my name on the radio and encouraged me with what he said about God knowing me and understanding my struggles. When I heard Riley, I started sobbing. I ran back in my room, knelt down, and just prayed and prayed not to do what I wanted to do. Thank you for reading this and for playing her music. I love her and Leanna Crawford so, so much. You are the best. Thank you sincerely, Angelina. And Angelina, I think that's amazing because we're talking about how we communicate. Right. Not only visually, but verbally. And here is our sister, Angelina, who is blind. And I I think I had shared this with Lori once before. Uh, when I was in special ed, one of the things I got to do for one year, I was a one-on-one with a visually impaired student. Uh, Austin is his name. He and I are still very good friends. He works for Nike now in Oregon. Uh, neat, neat brother in Christ. But when you're visually impaired, all of the inflections become uber important uh-huh. that you're talking about, Ty. Yeah. So visually, our facial expressions, the way we stand, our posture is so important to people who have their vision. But the visually impaired, that's a, it's a different animal. All of our inflections are important. Well, and I remember, uh, and I think, Dave, you and I have had this conversation, it should be a sin to make the Bible boring. Yeah. 100%, right? Al Coleman uh, 360. Right. My dad be, used to yeah. drill that into me. So, But here's an interesting thing about that. Um, you and I both remember our brother Jack Stevens, yep. right? And and uh, Jack was very he was very plain when he taught, very monotone when he taught. And I remember I, I was talking to another brother who was kind of the same thing. He was super super monotone, and people would not connect with his teaching. And I would say to him, I said, "You need to learn to speak with some sense of character." You need to, you know, inflection. And he goes, and this is what he said to me. He goes, it doesn't matter because the Bible is all that matters. As long as I'm reading the Bible, it should be fine. And that's exactly what's happening. He was making the Bible boring. And, but that doesn't mean we get up and yell at people either. I mean, right. we don't need to get, can I get excited? I can get excited behind the pulpit. And I can get excited when the room gets huh. excited. So like, I'm know, just let saying. Let me know when that happens. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but I can get excited, right? But but if the congregation gets excited, I can get more excited. Like we can, like, if somebody's like, bring it, come on. I'm like, okay, I'll bring it. I'll come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'll do that. But that that idea of, of having having the ability to really bring to life the word of God um, and to, to tell the stories well and to... Make sure that the narrative is is well expressed in its culture and its context. Um, I I just ordered a book that I think is going to undo me. Um, it's it's reading Paul uh, through his eyes. And so I'm I'm I'm, I'm like because very beginning uh, the very not first Paul page, Verhoeven. not Paul Verhoeven, no, no. Paul uh, Apostle Paul, um, and he he makes a point <laughs> at the very beginning that every it, Paul Paul wasn't about this this the I, the Western ideal of. Uh, the ultimate thing about your life is getting married and having kids and having a house and a car and all that stuff. He says that, that was that was that was not even on Paul's radar. Uh, so, and so like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So, but I, I love I love reading other people and I love hearing other people's voices. But we want to have a voice when we teach, um, and I love that, and that's really important. We are we're, man, we're just burning out of time today. It's a good. 
good day today. We got stuff yep. going on, and you know, so you know, so Tim, it's good to see you over there. Well, thank you. Thanks yeah, for yeah, having yeah, us. <laughs> hey, listen, Laura, did you just hit your head on the microphone? I did. Okay, oh, I was, I was like, yeah, we haven't, we haven't heard what Paul and Tim have to say about having your own voice. Yeah, yeah well, come, can you guys come back tomorrow and give us your voice? Yeah, we can do yes. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. We'll answer that tomorrow. Yeah, hey, yeah. guys, listen, we're out of time for today. You're loved, your family. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's the one and only Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. His music, his word, The Rev.